Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. I don't know what episode this is, John. This should be 155, the big 155. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and I might be, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna fact check myself. Fact check our own podcast number. I don't know what episode it is because we are on location today. We are sitting here with Fultron. Hi. He has been to PAX. I have. He's he's here to regale us with all of his stories and songs. I like it. I, <laughs> I like wrote it. a couple uh, limericks. <laughs> I want to. Uh, I, I want to hear like the the song that comes from PAX. And then I tried VR. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's gonna yes. be good. It probably has a lot of dubstep in it. <laughs> I like that. Chill <laughs> 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 step. Yeah. <laughs> we should we should let, we should let uh, Fultron uh, pick the music for this episode. <laughs> well, that would be awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so uh, so, John, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've been up to a few things actually. Uh, there's a couple of things that I'll talk about. They, first of all, the uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst beta yeah. was this week, and surprisingly. No NDA on that guy um, awesome. for the beta people. So people have been Twitch streaming, that sort of thing. So, uh, But it's a it's a really solid thing. Like, I, I will say this. No spoilers for the story or anything. But uh, there was, was there a lot of story content? There was a decent chunk. Like, it felt like this was, like, the, the jumping off point. It basically, so there's a mission that we saw, I think it was last year at E3. And this... Um, led up to and then a little bit past where that demo, like that mission was in, yeah. the, uh, in, the, in the time frame of the story. Yeah. Um, but this game is far more on my radar now than it was before where I was just like, mm. ah, I'm not so sure about this. The combat looks cool. The, the parkouring around a city looks cool. But I don't know how the actual game is going to shape up. But I, it's, it's more on my radar at this point um, than, it, than it was in the past. I mean, I, I experienced a very smaller portion of this larger open world. Um, and it was, it seemed really fun. So yeah, you played the first one. I still haven't played. Oh it. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of mirror's edge and they did have a demo at PAX. Um, yeah. and just, I didn't get to play it, but I watched a couple people, put, a couple people play it. Uh, it did look like it had a lot more story content to yeah. it. Uh, the cutscenes were way more in depth. I know in the first game it was more comic booky, like graphic novel looking. Right. These were like full animated. I don't know if they were in-game engine cutscenes or if they were pre-rendered. Um, Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, I think. it might have shown both. But um, uh, just the detail, like Mirror's Edge is known for its very simplistic style. Right. Um, and they did a really good job of of kind of keeping that intact, but still adding detail to it. So like. Uh, they added like some environmental uh, updates as far as like there's rain and so all the surfaces are reflective and right. a lot more color. Like it was just like white, yellow, red. Now it's like it's got some blues in there and just some really cool kind of nightlife city looking stuff without going too detailed. For sure. I mean, it's and it, it very much has that like uh, uber controlled kind of uh, dystopian kind of future type yep. situation where you have uh, the 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 government entity is actually like a big corporation of 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 uh, of like large corporations that have gotten together called the conglomerate, and so it's very like. 
Um, very, uh, these names, yeah. the conglomerate, so the conglomerate. Well, like it's rather than calling it a city, they call it the conglomerate. And so like you're uh, the, the intro, the, the game starts off, you're in prison, you're getting out of prison for something. Um, and basically as I was walking out of prison, it was like, and you have 14 days to, you know, check in and, and, and basically start your jobs at one of these, basically they're enforcing, they're forcing you to, uh, to work at one of these uh, companies in the city, in the conglomerate, or they would send mm-hmm. you back to prison. Um, and so, yeah. It's rough. That's, uh, that's where it starts. So, anyway, super fun. The gameplay yeah. was, was really fun. I, uh, I enjoyed the parkouring. The combat was not quite as tight as I would hope it would be in, like, the final. Um, they've actually delayed the release to the first part of June um, so they can take the beta testing uh, feedback and implement it. So, anyway, that's, that, that, that was one thing I've been up to this week. That's good. What have you been up to this week, Chris? <sighs> Not a lot. So <laughs> um, the uh, the main thing, like really the the uh, the main entertainment related thing I've been up to. I watched the the Game of Thrones season six season premiere. Nice. It was it was really really good. Um, they are uh, th- like we have now passed the books. Like yeah. there are n- no books to inform the viewers or people who want to spoil the viewers. Like what's going to happen? And so, we're off the map now, Chris. I know. Yeah, we're off, off the edge of the map uh, in uncharted territory, and so it's um, it's really cool. But like, what's what's interesting is after this season, they're saying that they have about fifteen more episodes of ten. They said ten to fifteen more episodes. There's supposed to be two seasons, so I guess they'll split it up. Like, but I think their their production costs are skyrocketing per episode, mm. and then like just the story content that they have left. You know, they're just kind of like. They don't have George's long-winded book to to go by, and so there's like, well, I mean, I guess it's like <laughs> fifteen episodes <laughs> worth of stuff, yeah, because uh, he's he's told them like the end, and this is what happens, and all that kind of stuff, and so uh, something I was reading yesterday that was pretty cool. Um, people were, as always, like there's people are like you know talking about changes between the books or differences in the books and the and the television show, and apparently George has explained it before where he's like, well, I just think of it as there are these are two different bards. You know, if you're in a if you're a king and you're having a feast, you hire a bard to come in and sing you a story. And this is he well, he sings you. Well, in the next year you have another feast, you have hire a bard to come in sing you the same story, but it's going to be different based on what this bard decides to say and tell. But like generally, the the beats will be the same and large kind of themes will be the same. And so the villains will still be villains, good guys still be bad guy or good guys. But it just kind of depends on how they get to that point. And so. There's the book is a bard, and then the show is a bard, and I was like, that's a pretty cool way of viewing it. That is, it's, it's a very cool like in-world way of viewing yeah, it too. It's, it's like, like <laughs> it's like whoa, because you could have just left it. In other words, like the uh, the the modern equivalent of this is one's a movie and one's a book, or you know, <laughs> or, or one's, one's, a, right. one's a TV, TV show. show. Yeah, yeah. One's, yeah. A one's a TV a show, book. one's yeah. a book. Like right. whenever there's two different things that take, they take <laughs> the same. Let me use an story. analogy to explain exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Yes. I mean, speaking of the whole long-winded part of it, you know, it's just... Uh, yeah, that was uh, that did take a while to explain. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's why it's taking him so long to write this book, man. He just... Like, <laughs> he's thinking of... He's thinking about uh, about, about comparisons of, of, of bards. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just... So I watched that, and I watched the season premiere, season three premiere of, of Silicon Valley. Nice. And it was really good as well. Awesome. Did I talk about the Doom beta, like, last week on the show? Was I that... don't know. No, no, you talked to no, me about it. This, no, you didn't. This is past weekend, right? Or no, I talked to you about it. That was directly. I tried to play it directly after the show last week. I think. Okay. Um, and I sat in a lobby. It was trying to yes. pair me up with a bunch of people, 
I I think I pulled out my my DS and I was playing like Pokemon while I was waiting. I think I played like I, I didn't ever get into a match. Like you it didn't was, get into a match. No, it was like forty minutes later, and I was still oh, like gosh. waiting. And I was playing my DS. I look up and I'm like, "How long have I been playing DS?" And I I was like, "I've been playing this for like forty minutes. I'm gonna just like play Batman or, or go to yeah. bed or something," you know. Well, that wasn't indicative of my my experience, but I uh, I got a chance to play it over the weekend. I played that, and I played the beta for um, Battleborn. Uh, the Doom beta, multiplayer beta, was actually like really fun. Yeah, like the the gameplay was really fast. It was like really unique in terms of the the weapons that you're using. The like, there's this crazy gun where like you like hold it up, you, like aim down sights, and it scans the area, and you can see. Uh, locations of enemies through walls for a second hmm. and then like all you gotta do <laughs> is have an open space and fire in their general direction and it kills them that's oh awesome my gosh so that, time to kill is really high then time, yeah well well just well i'll just with that or weapon. really it's, low it's, rather it's a yeah. it's a it's a weapon pickup so you don't like spawn with it nice but it was just like really cool things like that um that made it really really fun uh, like my big struggle is always like do i have time for another multiplayer game but you know, like if the campaign is this fun, I'll at least get this game for the campaign, yeah. and uh, and then probably play some matches of the multiplayer. Yeah. Battleborn, how Battleborn, <laughs> Battleborn, however, was uh, not as fun. Yeah, at least in my opinion, the uh, it was just like it was strange trying to. I was playing single player. There's like a single player campaign kind of like thing in there, and like the bosses just got this ramped up super super hard, like right off the bat. And wow. you you start with a lot of lives, but I, I went through those like crazy, and I was just like, this is just like not my cup of tea, you know? Like, yeah, I will I will say that that style of game, the kind of the MOBA, first person MOBA, mm-hmm. class based hero shooter, is what yeah. I think the the they're trying to coin that term via console. So. Yeah, that's that was all over the place. Really? Yeah. yeah between Battleborn and uh, what's the other one? Overwatch. Overwatch, and there was a there was a bunch of other like you know not triple a titles but same idea one of them it's either overwatch or battle i think it's overwatch it's gonna be free to play right or um i think okay so there was one that was going to be free to play um but they changed it recently because they i think it was uh i'm trying to think of of who the developer is on that one but they said they changed it to a you can purchase it because Mm. they said they were making too many decisions based on they they found themselves asking the question how do we monetize that feature that cool feature uh, far more often than they were like, let's add that cool feature, and so they're like, well, so we made the decision to just you know make yeah, it a, yeah. make it a retail thing, which I think is respectable. I mean, if it, if it's you know if it turns out to be more than just a fad, you know, then I'll get into it and figure out like well, how to but play. games. It's I mean, way even more Call than a fad. Even I Call guess. of Duty has started to go that way. <laughs> True. I mean, Black yeah, Ops Three right. totally has a class system. Oh, in it's it. totally yeah. I mean, you, know, you you have to kind of play to that character's strengths. Right. right. Well, so like, okay, let me let me let me back up. It's not that aspect of it that I didn't like. Yeah. It was just like the gameplay. It just was not yeah. fun for me. Like, yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean, and and there was uh, there was a um, a learning curve for first person shooters for me. I just have no desire to go through a year long learning curve for this new type of game. Mm. Whenever there's plenty of other games out there, I enjoy. Yeah. Well, I also think like because with with MOBAs and, and things like that, like with like League of Legends, it's gigantic, and with like Dota, it's gigantic. But you're right; like the learning curve has always been just so massive that I haven't endeavored to do it. It's like, man, I, there's other cool experiences going on right now um, that I already you know know how to enjoy and know how to be good at and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And so like something that's easy to dive into, like Rocket League or like Call of Duty for me, yeah. anyway. Um, 
those things are more appealing to me than a new thing, like learning new systems and new new ways to, to do this stuff. Well, and I've played... I think know, there's probably a MOBA for everybody, but right. well, I that's just what haven't I'm found the one for me. I've played League of Legends, and this like my experience with that was way different from my experience with this. Right. It was literally just the first person, like, it's like almost like a hack and slash first person kind of like gameplay mechanic where you're continually going up against these these bots and like finding health and all this kind of... Mm-hmm. It was this weird... <laughs> weird conglomeration of all these different things that I've seen other places yeah. that I'm like, it's just is not pushing any buttons for me. Like, yeah. where it's yeah. like, and it's just probably, it's probably me. Everyone out there listening is just like, it's the greatest <laughs> game ever. I mean, I, I, again, I think like the MOBA thing, it's, it's not going to go away, but I think it's just finding like the one that works for whoever's like particular game style, you yeah. know? And like, cause again, like the first part, like I've always wondered about, about like Battleborn and Overwatch and things like that, where it's like, man, why don't I just play like a third person, a third person action game or like a Sunset Overdrive or like a first person shooter or something like there's other styles that are like that play all the things that I like uh, that I see from those games, but like do them in ways that I don't have to like go in and, and, you know, get, get destroyed every every time you know so anyway so obviously josh you've been up to a, quite a lot that we will get into into the uh yes. into into the um main segment here yes but first some news, some news! chris the uh the nintendo nx has a release window yeah oh what uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So at a... When did this happen? This happened like, like last, last night. Yeah, last night at 3 a.m., I think. Oh, I, yeah. It definitely wasn't up. So, uh, so this, <laughs> Japan, this article... Japan, you know. <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs> because Japan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're like in a... Uh, in a Like whenever they we're going to infinite, bed, they they've already experienced the whole loop. day. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're, they're way above us. <laughs> they're like Tuesday. Man, that was... That already happened. <laughs> that was like yesterday. Um, anyway, so in a financial release, Nintendo states, for our dedicated video game platform business, Nintendo is currently developing a game platform codenamed NX with a brand new concept. NX will be launched in March 2017 globally. Whoa. Okay. Well, we thought that was coming this year. Yeah. yeah. That's been all the rumors Okay, have been this year. Hang on. Chris they just announced their new console mm-hmm. yeah. in a press release? Uh, yeah. No, this was in a financial statement. So oh, this is, my goodness. So this is basically they're telling all of their investors, uh, this was their conference call where they say, oh, so for the last year we made this much revenue, and in future business, we have a console coming out in March 2017. <laughs> I mean, it's like a weird way to drop the, the console. super weird, man. Like, you think they'd want to control this message a little bit more. Get people pumped up about it. Show them the console. Show them the concepts, and then tell them the release date. And they're not—they're yeah. not showing anything at E3. Yeah, they're, they're going to focus solely on Zelda Wii U. Yeah, they said that somebody asked about the uh, whether or not they would see like more details or whatever, and they said, "Well, our E3 uh, conference will be about the Zelda Wii U." Okay, so hang on. <laughs> let's, let's pause again. You're saying that they're going to launch a console without having any kind of presence this year at E3. This is true. True. Yes. It's weird. And uh, and what's I mean? It's just strange to know the release window without knowing almost anything about this console. Like I mean, there's guess, been so many rumors and so many things thrown about that it's like who knows what's true and what's not. So we know nothing about the console, and we're gonna be you know I'm I'm gonna be looking at buying it in March. Well, I mean they've got to be looking at something like Tokyo Game Show or GDC or something like that to showcase this thing. That's a good point. I would think you would hope like that. I mean that's closer to the release date, unless they're just throwing this out there. I mean this kind of stuff happens all the time. It happens you know for instance with Arkham Knight. You know like they're like hey this game's coming out. 
two weeks later, <laughs> it's getting delayed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I mean, they could just be putting this out there, like, you know, to calm their investors down. And then, you know, this gets delayed into, like, Christmas. Of t- it's, it's also a weird time to launch a console. Yeah, you would. Yeah. the holiday shopping season. Yeah. Uh, like, this, this surrounds no major holiday. Nah. Like, I don't know what they're doing, man. Yeah. I, I have, like, zero interest as of right now. Like, after purchasing the Wii U mm-hmm. and literally playing it, like, ten times. Mm-hmm. I've played it more than that, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's but a, literally. It's a pretty <laughs> terrible console. Yeah. And uh, and to hear them kind of talk about this NX, it's so ambiguous yeah. and so ridiculous sounding. It, it just sounds like they're going even further down this rabbit hole of, you know, unique niche kind of gaming experiences mm-hmm. that developers are going to have are going to want nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. And uh, until it's on a shelf in a store, I have zero (laughs) excitement for this thing to even exist. Even when it's on the shelf, we have excitement. I guess, like, there's the excitement of buying it right then. What what I mean is, like, like, until it's a a thing and people have played it and it actually has proven its worth, I, I am done, like, investing any of my time in Nintendo consoles. What do you think? We were talking, uh, I don't know, last week or something like that, about the rumored design. Like, there's been all these yeah. all these uh, released photos of this, like, touchscreen kind of thing. Yeah, with there's been all sorts of, thumbsticks. like, fake 3D printed things, like, where people are like, oh, I gotcha, 3D printed well, controller. That. Like, they're, like, legitimate, like, they look like they're test- testing, yeah. like, I mean, there's patents, but all of the anything we've seen that's actually a physical thing has been fake so far. It's either been a 3D rendering or a 3D printed uh, device. Oh. Like, are you talking about the oval shaped one? Yeah, there's all, all the stuff like the oval shaped thing with the two thumbsticks. No, the oval shaped one; those are all fake. Okay. Yeah, the 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 uh, the people who actually like made those like made YouTube videos and were like, "Gotcha." Okay, well, let's pretend it's real because I want to talk about it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, but the patent's real. <laughs> the yeah, patent is real. The patent is real, and it's looks based like. on and basically, the patent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so everything that I, that that I've read uh, has has leaned toward that it will have a touchscreen uh, elements. To I it. heard it's supposed to compete with the new 4K upgrade consoles coming later this year. Right. Yeah. You were talking about just the logistics of having a screen on your controller mm-hmm. that your thumbs are in front of. Yeah. So this is the thing. <laughs> okay. So if. This is where I'm at with this. If I am supposed to, like as a handheld, fine. You know, like the Vita played with touch screen stuff. I hate that t- back touch screen. It's it's pointless, useless. Everyone hates it. I turn like, it off. Like there's there's no reason for it. And so like, but like the 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 front touch screen, like you can navigate some things a little bit better. Like you know, Freedom Wars, like you know, put your thumbprint down. Like I don't know, it's kind of cool. You know, like but yeah. as a primary input device. Whenever I am staring at my television screen, I I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't feel like physically feel the buttons that I'm trying to press right. as inputs for this game that I'm playing on the television screen. So I'm right. like looking down at my hands, looking up at the television screen, looking down at my hands, looking down at my tele- television screen. Like this is, I feel like it's the fool's errand. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There's no way I'm going to be able to do yeah. this. They Unless- need to stop trying to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, unless it has like physical buttons and like a D pad, like yeah, that's, that's physical, the other thing. That's is, all, I mean, you just need you, you need something you can feel whenever you're not looking at it, right? Yeah. And Nintendo like invented the D pad, like they had had for a long time. They had like the patent on the D pad. Now they're going to de-invent the D pad, right? And so like it just doesn't make any sense to not have a D pad on there. It's something that, that their company, like that's their company heritage. That's that's where they started. Whenever you know they invented the the NES and stuff. I mean, it's like holy cow, like. 
the D-pad is just a thing. And so buttons and a D-pad are, in my mind, like that's a necessary thing for especially a Nintendo console. But in my mind, almost a, a, any console, because playing um, something with like fake buttons on my phone mm-hmm. just is undesirable. Oh, I mean, God. it just doesn't feel right. How much do you think this thing will cost? I mean, well, if, it's, if it's supposed to compete with other things, I mean, you're yeah. probably looking at a $300 price tag at least. Yeah. How much did the Wii cost when it came out? The Wii U? Uh, $349. So... And it came with a game. Like, it had a couple pack-ins. I bet we're looking at a $400 thing. Yeah. Probably. You're probably right. I mean, honestly, if, it, if if the rumors are accurate and it's supposed to compete with the 4K, I can't imagine, like, because that supposedly is supposed to launch, like, the PlayStation 4K is supposed to launch later this year. I can't imagine them not looking at that price point and saying, we can either undercut that or we can hit that price point. Um, because Nintendo typically tries to keep things on the lower cost side, like, lower pricing side of things, so that everybody would buy one, but that also means that they might need to give up something in the form of power, which is not going to excite anyone. It's going to um, run on cartridges again? Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's, that's usually what they do. That's why the Wii U is so underpowered, is they were right. trying to undercut everyone's price point for last generation consoles. Right. And, and it just didn't work out. No. And so hopefully they don't use the same, you know, same playbook again. That's the, that's my fear. And that's the thing about this, like, they announced the, uh, the released window for the 3DS and for the Wii U in a similar matter where it was like, oh, we didn't know any details before we knew the window. Um, and so it was like, oh, we know the window that these, these things are going to come out in, but we don't know any details about them. So like, it's, it's showing me like this, this move, see, it says to me, we're basically doing the same thing with this launch that we did with the Wii U launch. <laughs> and that's not a good thing in my mind. So hopefully, hopefully I'm, I'm completely off. And it's like, we, they open the doors and like, oh, this is going to be amazing. But and like, I'm with you where it's like, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on it. But it's like until they show me the 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 system, until I can look at it and go, yeah, I can see myself playing that and using that, and like I I'm you know I'm trying to reserve myself a little bit here because I mean I would rather go in with low expectations and be surprised than go in with like super high expectations and be like oh that's kind of a bummer you yeah, know or well, whatever like, the Wii U is like fool me once you know mm-hmm. shame on me if you like when I saw the Wii U and them demoing it and showing what it what it was capable of quote unquote and saying like presenting things as features that were really just like unnecessary mm-hmm. crap that you just have to deal with when you're gaming mm-hmm. uh i was like well maybe i'm wrong you know and and i'll buy it and see and no it's frustrating dude it's frustrating mm-hmm. to play on it's frustrating to use it's mm-hmm. convoluted it doesn't even know what kind of console it wants to be right. and right now that's what the nx sounds like they're like well it's something completely new yeah like well Mm, okay. The, the crazy thing is, like, we we sit here. I don't know, you know, like, the, like I think we look at the success of something like the Wii. Yeah. But that was a convoluted system. Whenever they like yeah. introduced that as well, yeah. so was the stupid GameCube controller. Yeah. Like that yeah. thing was terrible. Well, like, I, mean, point, I love it, but yeah. it was like so convoluted. Where it's like, what are all these buttons? And then even like the in in sixty four, it's like the, oh, yeah. that's a weird controller. Yeah. You know, so like. They do it all the time, and then they do, you know, like, they have they have rough launches historically. Like, right. the 3DS, terrible launch. Like, they dropped the yeah. price within, like, the first six months. Right. And then gave everybody a ton of free games because they <laughs> were upset about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they don't have smooth launches, and right. they do off-the-wall things. Sometimes it pays off with, like, the N64 and the Wii. Sometimes it doesn't, like the GameCube and the Wii U. Yeah. Maybe this will pay off. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, I think at this point, the... <laughs> the the most innovative and mind-blowing thing that Nintendo could do right now is to create, like, a normal console. 
Yeah, <laughs> <You> <laughs> exactly. <know? That's> true, <laughs> dude. I've been <laughs> say, I've been saying it for years. Like ever since the Wii U came out, I was like, okay, the Wii was great. Let's just keep that as it was. But we're past motion control gaming. Mm. Yeah, we are past that as a as a uh, like a, a killer feature. Mm-hmm. It's great as it's something that like like the Rumble Pack, right. where it's like an added bonus. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's great to have like on the DS on the 3DS when I'm playing uh, Super Mario 3D Land. There's a part where you step up to like a, a pair of binoculars and you can use the 3DS and its gyroscope to look around. That's yeah. great. That's, That's awesome. fantastic. But if I have to control the whole freaking game like that, yeah. right. I'm not going to play it. Right. So yeah. let's like let's just go back to gaming. Like let's just make games that people want to play. Yeah. They could put it on on mobile systems. Yeah. iPhones. Yeah. yeah. Have VR support for some of that stuff, like where you would put your like the uh, the Google Cardboard or whatever, put your phone in a VR thing. That'd be crazy. But Nintendo's not interested in VR either. So no. What are they interested in? <laughs> That's <Exactly>. the question. <laughs> <laughs> They're Nintendo Directs. Really, they sit here and, and show us uh, footage of a game that we can't have for another three years. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. they promise we can have in six months. Uh huh. Well, that's the news. PAX East. Yes. You were there. Yes. Give us the down low. Yeah, okay. <laughs> give us, <laughs> for, first, just give us an overview of what you did. Yeah, dude, I didn't what, even know you were going to PAX. And then oh, you, you were know? like, I saw you like tweet out about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, Josh yeah. is going to PAX. Yeah. I would have asked you to take me in your luggage. <laughs> like, just forego any changes of clothing and pack me in your luggage. I have to wear all the same clothes. Uh, okay, an overview. I mean, it's... Um, it's it was my first experience ever going to a gaming convention, ever doing anything like this. Um, but as s- maybe some people know, like I have been doing YouTube for about a year and a half or so, mm-hmm. doing gaming videos, and then recently just switched to strictly vlogging, and uh, have met a ton of people doing that. And so one of the first things they said was like, "You have to you have to go to a PAX." Nice. Um, and they have them all over the country. There's, there's prime, which is, I think in Seattle South, which is in San Antonio East, which is in Boston. And then Oz, which is in Australia in Sydney. Um, so they have these different ones throughout the year and it's, uh, I mean, it's just a huge, the one in Boston was just a huge expo floor that was probably a quarter mile long and, uh, just huge, just completely crammed with people. Nice. Mm. And just booths, as far as the eye can see, they have a whole section just for like tabletop gaming. Then they have a whole nother section that's just for um, like, just like free play stuff. So they have PCs set up, they have Xboxes, PlayStation set up. Um, They have a bunch of booths for like merch and swag and all that kind of stuff. And then of course you have like the big AAA games that have, you know, Xbox has a huge setup over there demoing future games. Uh, PlayStation had a huge uh, VR section for their new VR thing. Oculus had a huge, you know, booth to try out stuff. And you just walk in and it's super overwhelming just to see all this stuff. Like That's awesome. Uh, Arc Survival Evolved had a Survival of the Fittest tournament going on. Nice. And they had a huge, like, two-story T-Rex that you could climb on top <laughs> of and sit on Boom. and get your picture taken. And they had, like, a humongous LED screen where they were broadcasting the tournament in spectator mode. And they had, like, the, the two announcers, like, you know, given the play-by-play of everything happening. So that was a lot of fun to watch. That's um, awesome. Lots of tournaments and stuff like that. Dude, so did you get a chance to uh, to do anything that, that like blew your mind? 
Uh, I did do. I did play the Oculus Rift, so that okay. was my that was my first experience. That was the one thing where I was like, I have to try VR before mm. I leave. Yeah, um, and it was the last day right before the whole thing closed down. So it was the one thing you wanted to do, and you got to it on the last day. I love Dude, it. Dude, the lines are insane. I bet, you, like especially for VR right now, uh, you probably have to wait three or four hours just to try it, and it was crazy. We got mm. lucky. And only had to wait in line for like 15 minutes. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I played a rock climbing game, got wicked vertigo and almost fell over. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. It was fantastic. It was really, really fun. And it's it was the first time I'd ever tried VR. Uh, and I was really pleased with it. I mean, your field of view is is decent. You know, it's uh, you can see the edge of the screen, but because your eye has such uh, small tunnel vision, you really don't notice it. Like mm. you... Uh, you really uh, get immersed pretty quickly. Like you don't notice that your peripheral vision is gone? Right, yeah. Interesting. And I, yeah, I would say it would be like holding like a normal uh, letter-sized like eight and a half by 11 piece of paper about mm-hmm. like six inches from your face, mm. you know? So you can actually, you can see the edges if you move your eyeballs, mm. but if you're just looking straight ahead, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, if you're just looking straight ahead, it's it's... Total, totally immersive and not a big deal. That's amazing. Um, so you played rock climbing. Did you play anything else that would on the uh, Oculus? Any other? No, they, they just had a few, a handful of demos. That's um, awesome. And I asked the guy which one was the best. He said mm-hmm. the rock climbing one, so I gave that a shot. Yeah. And so uh, you said you got vertigo. Did you get like sick or anything like that? No, it didn't make me sick. It's just right. like those moments where like you're on a bridge and you look yeah. over the edge and you just you let your brain go there of like what would happen if I just. Yeah. lost my balance like yeah <laughs> you know and i kind of like kind of got wobbly in the knees a little bit and kind of stepped back and was like all right i'm just gonna stare straight ahead at the wall that i'm climbing <laughs> and not look down again similar to how if you just happen to find yourself on yeah. a uh, like if you wake up and you're you're hanging from a rock wall and i think what what throws you off is that you can feel your feet on the ground but in the game you didn't have a body you just mm. had hands mm. and i look down and there's nothing below me <laughs> And just a wow. mile drop, and it's like, well, what am I? And your brain freaks out for a second because <laughs> I mean, it is super. Legs? Yeah, it is super immersive. You instantly buy that you're in this world. Wow, that's that's, awesome. that's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. You um, you were talking about like there's not really input lag, which is great. Right. Yeah. So like your movement is instantaneous. So there's nice. no like, you know, like in Connect, like when you're playing with a Connect or something like yeah. that. There's lag yeah. between your movements and what happens on the screen. For sure, there's none of that. It was super responsive. That's awesome. Um, so any other games that you you played and uh, and that sort of thing. And then also, I just wanted to dive into like overall kind of pack ex- experience. Like, did you meet a bunch of people? Like, who you know, what what kind of uh, fun did you have while you were at PAX? Yeah, um, I hate I hate waiting in line. So. Yeah. I didn't really play that many games. The Oculus Rift was pretty much the only thing I stood in line for and played. Yeah. But I did watch a lot of other people play some games and just kind of got a feel for it. They had a huge cool. Doom booth. Nice. Uh, with a lot of people playing Doom. Uh, they had a Gears of War 4 multiplayer booth. They had uh, um, oh, they had a, a crazy um, Quantum Break booth nice. where you could get your picture taken in bullet time. What? Yeah. So you walk in, they have all these DSLRs set up in like a rig and you could like jump up and they would give you like this, I guess, like a gif or whatever of like your yeah. bullet time. Um, so basically you'd be like Neo in the, in the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically, exactly oh, yeah. Neo. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, there's a lot of stuff being demoed there, a lot of cool games. Um, they had a Star Fox demo. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. Dude, so what was, your, what was your favorite game that you saw? Like what was, uh, what was your pick if you were to have a pick? I mean... Like I said before, Mirror's Edge is like one of my 
most anticipated games this year, nice. I would say. Um, now that Division is released. Uh, oh, yeah. I am really looking forward to that. So I did spend some time just kind of watching people play that. Cool. Um, I really enjoy, I, I do not like playing Ark. I'm not into that, but I really enjoyed watching the Survival of the Fittest tournament. It was really nice. exciting. So there's supposed to be uh, mm. Ark VR is going to be, like mm-hmm. it's going to be a game that is going to mm. be for like PlayStation VR and it's going to be out for the Oculus, I think, and, and, and uh, a lot of VR stuff. So I'm interested to see what, how it shapes up for, yeah. for VR specifically. Because like that kind of a, an, an immersive, immersive world of like crafting and, and taking out dinosaurs and riding on the back of it, it seems like that would be really cool to ride on a T-Rex in VR. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So then uh, on to your just kind of like hanging out, like, you know, who did you meet? Did you, did yeah. you, did you meet heroes? You, I think at one point you, uh, you, you sent an Instagram out of yeah. meeting someone. You're like, oh my gosh, this was awesome. So yeah. like, what was that experience like? Um, if you want to meet the people that you watch on YouTube, this is the place to do it. Like, um, so I, I obviously, I, I came from playing a lot of Minecraft and so, yeah. uh, there's a uh, network slash server slash group of YouTubers called Mindcrack, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they had a booth there. Uh, and uh, I'm friends with one of the guys who's on there. Uh, his name's Kurt J Mac, and so we hung out with him pretty much all weekend. That's awesome. And just got to hang out at the Mindcrack booth, which anybody can hang out there. It was, I'm not like mm-hmm. tooting my horn like some VIP. Anybody can go there. It's one of the coolest booths because mm-hmm. it's literally just like a charging station where you can sit and chill and get autographs from the Minecraft guys. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, and it's super laid back. Um, so I got to meet like, you know, obviously Kurt J. Mac was there. I got to meet Good, the guy who owns the whole thing. Um, and then uh, Vintage Beef, who's one of the guys I've been watching for a long time. Uh, so they were all there at that booth. Yeah. <clears throat> Anytime I didn't feel like walking around the expo hall, I was pretty much there. That's awesome. Um, there was a meetup with uh, uh, Pungence, who's a streamer slash YouTuber, mm-hmm. and uh, he's B00's brother. And I don't know how many people know who these guys are, but <laughs> if you watch uh, YouTube gaming videos, chances are you probably know who these people are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a meetup with him, and he's one of like the guys that I really look up to just in his attitude, his, uh, the way he presents himself, how he utilizes streaming, the way he, uh, helps people and tries to, you know, be positive about everything. He's just really influential for me in that area. Um, and I got to meet up with him and talk to him and I had done some work for him, some animation work for him. And so we got to chat a little bit and, uh, that was super exciting to get to meet him. Dude, um, that's awesome. Another guy, uh, generic B, He's another uh, guy who used to be he used to be on uh, Minecraft and uh, uh, got to meet him and talk with him. He's a super chill, super like really easy to talk to guy. And I know people always say this when they meet their idols. He's like, oh, he's, he's just like a normal dude. Uh, but <laughs> I think generic generic B is really really good at connecting with people, and uh, you could see that he would talk to everybody like he knew them for like five years. Mm. Um, and that was just really refreshing to get to meet these guys finally after watching them for so many years and mm. just getting to talk to them and have them listen to you. Like, yeah, they, they see your comments, but to actually verbally get to speak with them and look them in the eyes and like, thank them or just talk to them about what they're doing at PAX and yeah. stuff like that and have them, uh, even if they're pretending they're, <laughs> they're seemingly <laughs> interested, uh, and that was really cool. Uh, I got to talk to Paul Soares Jr., who was one of the first guys to create a Minecraft tutorial mm. um, and teach people how to play Minecraft. Oh. And he's the whole reason I got into Minecraft. Um, so I got to talk to him and just ask him about, you know, uh, where he's at now and how he feels about Minecraft and just YouTube in general and just got to talk with him for, you know, a good 15 minutes or so. 
Um, and then just like hanging out with those people. Like it was just a huge meetup. All this is all in one meetup. Like they were yeah. all just there. <laughs> this is all awesome. at the same time. Yeah. This is all <laughs> happening at the same time. It was just, it was like Minecraft, Paul Soros Jr., That's amazing. Generic B, Pungence, uh, the server that I used to be a part of, which has some pretty high, uh-huh. uh, you know, high subscriber count people in it too. So like people were just milling about with these, with these, you know, quote unquote gaming celebrities, mm-hmm. if you want to call them that. And it was just so cool because there was no pressure. There was no agenda. We were just hanging out. And honestly, the the coolest thing about PAX is I've never been in a place that has such a high volume of people in it with so little amount of like stress or mm. um, uh, potential for like, uh, what would rioting? you call it? Yeah, rioting, like, <laughs> you know, mal- uh, uh, malicious behavior, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. Just like at sporting events and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. There's always like, there's always the, uh, you know, you're at a sporting event and then the other, the other team, you know, somebody's right, wearing right. Your, your rivals. There's no Green Street hooligans or anything happening like that. Like it was so just. you're saying the Microsoft fans and the Sony fans didn't go at each other. <laughs> no, dude. It's just like, so yeah, like. Yeah, like, uh, like the, what was it? The Jets and the, uh, oh man, whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> West Side, West Side Story. Story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's, it was insane to be sitting on the first day in literally, and I'm not even exaggerating. I, I'm, I'm very, very cl- literally using the word literally the way it should be used. You're literally using the word literally. Yes. Unlike the way How you used it How it literally earlier. should be used. Well, well, like when people say I'm literally dying. No, I'm saying literally a sea of people was standing outside the convention center before it opened. Uh, it was, but it was literally a sea, like they were liquefied. You, well, it might as well have been. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. But you're standing there shoulder to shoulder with people, and the only shouting that's going on is people looking out for other people. Mm. Nice. Like it was crazy. Like there was one dude who just kept yelling because they, they hand out lanyards mm-hmm. at the, on the first stage so, yeah. so you can hang your badge. And he would just be like, hey, throw them back here. People need, you know, people need lanyards. It's just like the, the only screaming and kind of like, like elevated whatever was people looking out for other people. And we're yeah. standing in this huge crowd of people who all just want to be inside. Yeah. And none of us are happy out there, but we're working together <laughs> to just get to where we need to be. And yeah. I've never seen, I think there's just such a cool, and even my wife noticed that she went with me, but just how everyone just understands each other. And we, I think a lot of people who go to those conferences come from places of being excluded and don't have a lot of friends, don't have a lot of interaction with people, have been kind of pushed out from society. And so they turn to stuff like games where they can just interact without having to be face-to-face with someone, whether they don't feel like they're good-looking enough to be friends with people or they have social anxiety mm. or whatever it is. You come here and everyone, uh, I forget the term that my friend used, but it's they let, oh, they let their freak flags fly. Mm. And you can just kind of be who you are, the, the bare minimum of your personality is accepted that's awesome and so it was really cool that's I really awesome enjoyed man. it cool man you were saying yeah if you go back you're gonna hit a pack south i think so me and boston don't get along <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a boston fan <laughs> is parking, this because of the city though no, yeah no i didn't reasons. like i don't like the city no parking uh, and, uh, it just not, not my thing. I'm not a big city guy. It notoriously and, has the worst driving in the United States, worse than LA. Oh, really? it's terrible. There's, yeah. there's two way streets that have zero lines on them. So you're just, it's like <laughs> oh, driving yeah. in like, you know, some third world country where you're just like, I have to pick a place. But Pac South is in San Antonio, which is a super chill city. They've got like the river walk and all that kind of stuff there. They got six flags. I mean, it's this, it's Texas, man. Everybody's yeah, like, hey yeah. man, what's up? So that's cool. 
Yeah. So you recommend it? Oh, yeah. If you even remotely enjoy gaming or YouTube or anything like that, this is by far... I mean, I've only been to one, but I would I would say it's the best. I, don't <laughs> I, I enjoy all those things. I mean, there's tons of other stuff like that, but like, you know, the only thing I can think of is like there's E3, you know, but I think that's a lot harder to get to. It's mm-hmm. only one a year. Yeah. PAX has multiple events a year. Um, well, it's open to the public. I mean, it, yep. that sort of thing. So, yep. I mean, it's... E3 is becoming more and more open to the public, I think, as time goes on. But uh, but it's it's not quite that way now. And then like Gamescom, like is is so far away um, for people in the states. Like it's in Germany. Yeah. And so I mean, with with PAX, like you said, it's like it's it's kind of more convenient, and yep. you know it's still just as big. So I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. tell Thanks us about your PAX me. experience. Yeah. Hopefully ne- we will get to go to one together someday. That would be, yes, that needs to happen. Next yeah. year we should we should try to plan that and make it happen. Maybe when Pack is, South. Yeah, yeah, when is Pack South? Pack South uh, happened like two months ago. Yeah. Okay. So it happens right before Pax East. Now, like you said, there's like Pax Prime, there's Pax East, and then there's Pax South here in the states. Right. And then so of those, is there like one? I mean, I, Pax South is relatively new. I'm just wondering, like, is, is there like is Pax Prime the biggest one? I think so. Hmm. Be but from what I've too. heard, people have said that Pax East is the funnest. Interesting. Pax Prime is the biggest. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, and then for me, South is the warmest because it's in the <laughs> South. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not really qualified to make any statements about which one is better, but right. um, from what I've heard, that's 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 what I know. Interesting. Um, I, for me, I more so like to go. I, I the the thing I enjoyed most was just getting to meet the people that I've been playing with for the past year. Right. Finally, meet them face to face. Meet some of my, you know, quote unquote heroes or people that I look up to in the mm-hmm. YouTube community and get to talk with them and just have a good weekend, right. you know, and just chill and hang out. Yeah. I would, I would highly advise that you get some comfortable shoes. And yeah. <laughs> I know you run, John, but, and you run and work out. I don't do anything. Uh, so I, <laughs> my feet hurt like crap. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you, did you bring like, you know, steel, steel soled boots or something like that? Like, no, I just, I, I tried to wear different shoes every day yeah. to kind of switch it up mm. and, and stay on my toes, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> foot puns. Yeah. Like foot it. puns. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I will not lie. My, my body was hurting after that first mm-hmm. day. It also didn't help that we we uh, had an Airbnb a mile and a half away from the convention center and walked mm. the first day. Yeah, mm. man. Mm. So we drove and parked <laughs> the other days. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I got 30,000 steps on my first day. Wow. Wow. That's wild. That's yeah. awesome. That's it for this week. Next week on the show, we're going to review Captain America Civil War. Oh, yeah. And then also I wanted to address, like, next week we'll probably talk about uh, the most recent Rocket League update with mm. hoops. Mm. Yeesh. I'm excited yes. to uh, to chat about that a lot. So, Are you guys yeah. doing a pre-screening of Civil War? Or are you going no. opening night? Is it already that time? I don't know if there is time? a pre-screen here, but it is. Uh, so, it's, like, I think it opens on Thursday. Um, Would you like to go? So, yeah. And be on the podcast with us. This Thursday? Like, tomorrow? No, no, no. no, no like, next, next week. Fifth. Yeah. Ooh. Fifth. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to have to. Yes! Yeah. All right. So, you heard it here first, folks. Exclusive review by Fultron. <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, stay on target. Texting wife right now. Hey. Uh. <laughs> Before this goes live out to the uh, internet. <laughs>
Uh, love it. But uh, yeah, we're going to review Civil War and uh, uh, Rocket League, so stay tuned for that. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250, and JohnWright777, and Fultron84, and at StayInTargetPod. On the podcast services, yes. please review us, like us, subscribe to us, all of that fun stuff. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay On Target. That's it for this week. Yeah. Next week, we were reviewing... Captain America, right? Yes. And Winter Soldier. Not Winter Soldier. That was the last one, Chris. <laughs> okay, Captain let's America. start that over again. <laughs> the All first right. Avengers movie. Man, <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man, Iron one. Man three. <laughs> what? Spider Man right. three. <laughs>